We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to another episode of the College Football Fantasy Podcast presented by Rotoviz. I am your host, Dayfon Laco, and I am joined, as always, by Wispy the Kid. Matt, how the hell are you, man? Well, we're doing this intro for the second time because my <laughs> internet is garbage. So I blame, I've been I blame Ohio. Better? I blame Ohio. That's all right. Um, yeah, I, uh, it's, it's never, it's never ideal, but we had a nice little talk earlier about how Oregon should be ranked higher, um, no. in your power rating, but we don't have Still to go no. into all that again. Um, I do, I do think, uh, Oregon is a, is looking really good. I think the PAC 12 is shaping out to be a really fun conference. We've got USC, UCLA and Oregon, um, and Utah, uh, kind of right behind them. So we were just talking about how that Utah USC game is one of the big games of an exciting weekend. Um, you were talking about how there were two big games uh, that might kind of shape what we see in the future regarding playoff implications. And I suggested that maybe that USC Utah game was a third. Uh, but the two games you were referring to, of course, were Alabama, Tennessee, and Florida LSU, right? Yeah, you know, Florida LSU, definitely that huge game that we've all know. Um, so Penn State, Michigan, as even as uh, an Ohio State fan, I, I can tell you guys right now, it, it's an important game. Um, there is a non-zero chance that whoever wins that game plays a close game with Ohio State and loses and still could make the playoff. There is a chance that either one of those teams could upset Ohio State and um, represent the Big Ten or represent the Big Ten East in the Big Ten Championship game. So I, realistically, like, and then there's the fun, there's a lot of fun chaos scenarios where like one team beats all of a, one, you, each of them ends with one loss. It, there's a lot of fun. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's Tennessee, Alabama. I really hope Bryce Young plays. I really hope Bryce Young plays. Um, and then, yeah, Penn State, Michigan. I, it's weird for me to be so excited about a college football weekend without my team playing, but I am. Yeah, oh, that's fun. That's great. I uh, I don't think Oregon plays this week either. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not sure. Um, Are you we, even uh, sad about that? <laughs> nah, it's fine. Uh, there are stupid games on the Pac-12 network, and Pac-12 network is so hard to find. It's ridiculous. I uh, I get so angry. Um, I asked you a question kind of uh, before we started. Uh, what are the best and state best and worst states uh, for college football as far as their teams go? And uh, I think my neck of the woods is uh has got the first and second place uh states as far as worst and uh i i was suggesting colorado if it weren't for air force uh cu and csu are pretty goddamn awful um 
CU is now 0-5 against the spread on the season, uh, which means uh, I'm 5-0 and <laughs> of betting Colorado games. But uh, you, you suggested, and uh, I think you might be spot on here, uh, because they don't have a good good team, is, uh, is the state of New Mexico. Yeah, I mean, I think... There's, okay, I guess there's definitely Hawaii too, maybe, but that's just unfair. Cause I mean, you've one. got Hawaii, you've got Connecticut doesn't really have anything worthwhile. There's a few bad ones out there, but I would say you'd be hard pressed to find a state that has access to college football at the FBS level. That is more unhappy than New Mexico. You've got two teams that are pretty much perennially perennially. Yeah. That word. Um, ranked in the bottom 15 teams in the country in New Mexico and New Mexico State. They do play this weekend in what I believe is called, I think it's like the Canyon Cup or something, which is amazing that they have a, they made a point of giving this a game. Well, it might um, be their only win on the season. Yeah, I mean, not this uh, year. New Mexico both... State has a win. Oh, I know. I mean, just this guarantees the state at least one win. Yeah, yeah. No, so I mean, it's a, I would say that's probably the worst. Best is tough. Uh, like it, it's probably Florida, right? I think Mississippi, baby, Mississippi State and Ole Miss are looking. Yeah, good. but then I mean, you do have Southern Miss bringing it down. Yeah, that's um, that's true. But I, I mean, you're you're probably right. Mississippi's pretty solid with Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Florida has, I would say, three pretty decent teams. Uh, Can- actually Kansas? Four. How about Kansas? I mean, I mean, there are two fun ones right now, but they would, yeah. God, would that been up in the bottom last year? Right. It's um, crazy. I, I'll, mm, and then Texas is always fun. Um, well, yeah, there's so many friggin' teams there, though. Yeah, there's uh, like 38 teams. How do you not? <laughs> what's the best state? The one where I can watch it for like 20 straight hours. Right. Um, yeah, I'll stick with Florida. But I kind of like your I, I like your Mississippi take. Yeah, I was that's that's who I was thinking of when I uh, when I was like just like it's so weird because I was thinking about this last week and I forgot to ask you. But like Kansas obviously hadn't lost uh, yeah hadn't lost yet, and so I was like, man, Kansas and Mississippi are like the two best football states right now. Like, what the hell is happening yeah. to college football? Um, it's joyous. So, yeah, oh, I love it, man. It's it's super fun. I uh, is it I, Kentucky? Kentucky has Kentucky and Western. Oh, that's true. Just kidding. It's it's kidding. Uh, the battle of I-25 or the Rio Grande rivalry is the New Mexico, New Mexico State. I'm actually heading down to Albuquerque this weekend. Um, I don't know if the game is there or not, but if it is, I might have to go. I might have to go uh, <laughs> waste some hours. Stand outside and, and lose money no, betting. On it. I, I think you can get in for like three bucks. Also, you Probably. can't bet in the state of New Mexico. So I that. have to put all my bets in right before. And I hate it because I actually do a, a lot better with live betting. Um, and so there will be none of that that's able to take place this weekend, which is, which well, is kinda, disappointing. Yeah. So um, so the uh, the uh, the master bet sheet might look a little uh, lighter uh, this week than than usual. But um, let's let's go ahead and get into it while your Internet is still up and running um let's uh let's get into some of our uh favorite plays for this upcoming week but before we do that uh, a quick word from our lovely sponsors we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You couldn't tell, but I am still dancing to that because, well, I have to. It's a rule. Yeah, it's good stuff, um, man. It's it's. I've, I say it all the time. Like brightest contribution to mankind. Um, you know, I picked a fun week to have crappy internet because I've got a heavy board this week. So, well, let me go exactly... first because because I'm a little light lighter than usual. All right, so I'll start off with one one game where I have three units on the line, um, and that's the Texas and Iowa State game. First one I'm going to drop in there is Texas and Iowa State over 49. That number just feels very low to me. I I would really struggle to see this game not cracking 50. Um, Texas's offense with Quinn Ewers is straight up electric, and while I don't think Iowa State has a good offense i do think what they're going to be able to do is score 14 like i think they'll be able to get on the board a couple of times against this texas defense i while i do think texas's defensive line is phenomenal um i expect iowa state to be able to find a couple of spots where they do end up getting on the board can i ask a quick question um why you decided to go with that rather than like the texas team total over for example short answer I like the I like to stay semi traditional on plays at times when I have the option and when I feel better about getting two teams working towards a number that I feel is low rather than a Texas number that is probably a little bit more inflated after last week. Um, how dominant they were on offense. Yeah, now I, just I say get, that I get nervous with Iowa State having to score points. <laughs> but but I, do, I mean, the other answer to that is, do they? Um, because we could see this Texas team go out and drop 50 by themselves. I, I'm still not certain we've seen this offense fully unleashed. Um, that was Quinn Ewers first game back. It was a rivalry game. And to be honest, they let their foot off the gas against Oklahoma. Um, I I think it's very possible. My buddy was at that game. (laughs) I was like, Did he yeah, feel like he wasted money? Oh, he's an Oklahoma fan. I think he felt yeah. a lot worse than that. <laughs> Paying someone yeah. to uh, defecate on your shoes. I don't know, man. My, uh, 
My second play on this game is I'm just taking Texas minus six, 16 and a half against Iowa State. I don't really like this Iowa State team that much. I think, again, I know it sounds crazy. I just said they're going to be capable of scoring. Um, I've got Iowa State. You need them to get you 10 to 14 points, honestly. Like, I, don't need, I don't, don't need much. much from them. No. And they are, they're my 47th ranked team in the country. I do think offense is probably where they struggle a little bit more. Um, S&P Plus is a little bit higher on them than me. But I, and I'll say this, I don't even know if this is a hot take anymore. In my power rating, Texas is number four. Um, that I mean, is going to... It's hot takey, but not much. Like, I mean... If you look at Josh Pate's newest poll that came out this week, he has them four. I believe S&P Plus has them top six. Um, I think Sagarin has them up in that. I would look at this, but I don't want to risk destroying my internet. Right. Um, I believe Sagarin has Texas near the top five. When Texas has all their components, it has their whole team. They really haven't looked bad yet. And I understand like that's the Texas Tech loss is the one that lo- everyone is going to sit there and be like, how did they lose that game? And the answer is, well, when you're playing without the quarterback that seems to be a true difference maker, it matters. And by the way, their post-game win expectancy on that one was still really high. It wasn't yeah. like they were a... a it was a fluke oh, this game. Team. It, it's a game that Texas wins more often than not. So I think this Texas team is real. I think this is... Um, it's unfortunate they already have two losses because if they hadn't lost that Tech game... They'd be one of the teams that I I think there's about four or five teams competing for like that fourth spot right now. If we assume that Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia are somehow going to find their way in the playoffs, I think Texas would be that one of those teams in that competition if it weren't for the loss to Tech. So yeah, I'm I really like this Texas team. I think they're probably the like third or fourth best offense in the country. Um, so yeah, uh, it's a big number. I don't love sixteen and a half. That's means I got to win by seven. I, wow, I'm really being super uh, high level here. I have to win by at least 17. Um, yeah. Yeah, Three guys, scores. Three this scores. is the analysis you get, you get from me when my internet's garbage and I can't look up stats. Um, I, yeah, I just I think this Texas team doesn't really struggle to con- consistently hold a big lead in this game. So give me Texas and I will I'll do it even with all those points. Yeah, mostly because my numbers have it much, much higher than that. Yeah, I mean, Iowa State are two and four against the spread in the last six games versus Texas. No, I, uh, I actually when I when I went to put my picks in, I, I just like glanced at yours to see some of what you had, and I saw this one on there, and I was like, oh yeah, I um, I'm gonna go ahead and join him on that. <laughs> uh, so, on the over, you mean, right? Yes, on the We're over, on the- over forty nine. Because, um, to like to your point, I think, I think. Texas could get that on their own if they want to. Uh, ideally, uh, Iowa State puts up a few uh, touchdowns just to help out and to push the needle a little bit uh, for for Texas. Um, but I have seen um, enough of Quinn Ewers to uh, to be a believer. I think he needs a haircut, but that's just because I'm an old man. Um, I think we'll have a little bit more on this game uh, when we talk about DFS. So uh, we were both on the over, so clearly we think there's going to be some scoring. Uh, why don't you go again since uh, you did two, I did one. You've got more than me. So uh, let's hear, hear, hear another one for you. Yeah, my other, the only other game I have for multiple units in this one is Washington State plus three and a half at Oregon State. 
Um, Washington State continues to be a team I feel like is pretty underrated. Their record right now doesn't fully reflect how good they are. Defensively, they're still very difficult for everyone. They create a lot of havoc. Um, And I'm not really sure why Oregon State is favored by three and a half. I would have expected a three um, if you're calling this game a pick'em. And um, perhaps I could have seen it as a pick. I'm like I said, I I would be I would struggle to see this game as a neutral site um, neutral site pick'em game. So I'm a little bit surprised that Oregon State, even with the home field advantage, is getting a full three and a half points. So I'm putting a, a unit and a half down on Washington State to cover this game by three and a half. And I I'll be honest, this is one where um, I didn't get a chance to look at the money line on it, but I would definitely look um, for value on this money line. But it's probably only like plus 105 or something like that because it is still within three and a half points. It's probably not a big number, so you might be better off. Just take the points in case you drop lose this one by a field goal. Um, if you give me just a second, I will look up what the money line is. Uh, money line on this game is 155. Yeah, there's probably value on that one. Um, I would, I, I usually, I'm, I'm a big fan of keep, get the points when they're going to give them to you. If they're going to give you free points in this one, just take them. There, it is a road game. It is there is some environmental stuff to uh, playing at Oregon State, as as at you night, know, as a Ducks fan. At night, that's where that's not a great can get nasty. Can get nasty. So take the three and a half points. They're going to probably win this one outright, and it'll make it not f- such a sweat. But yeah. Man, Three and a half points there. You made me look at that number. It's a night game. That under 52 and a half looks tasty. Looks real tasty. But I'm going to go to a different game that I am on the under. I've got two unders. Um, I think Who you're going to you? be proud of me. Um, you know, I'm Always. coming off a, a bounce back week. I'm up half a unit. <laughs> Not on the season, just last week. Uh, but I'm going to stick in the Pac-12 and, and, and grab an under. I want the under... Um, the under, where the hell is it? 65 in USC, Utah. I think that's way too many points. Uh, USC has, um, has been good. I mean, I think USC is a very good team. I also think that the going to elevation, playing in Utah, um, I believe it's a night game. Um, I, I think the atmosphere is going to be very electric. I think USC's game plan is to going to be uh, going there and try to steal a win. And the best way to do that is kind of control the football, um, kind of speed up the clock by by playing the, the ground game. I think we see a lot of short dump-off passes, and I think Utah tries to establish the run with Tavion, and I, I think we see a, a pretty low-scoring affair. Where, where, what are your thoughts on the total on this? And then more importantly, uh, for real football, because I did kind of allude to this game earlier, I, I know Utah is a team we both like going into the season. USC, uh, a lot of hype around. I took the team... Uh, the win under nine and a half, I think it was at the time. Uh, who who do you think ends up winning this game? Utah coming off um, that uh, that loss. What do you think happens? So I have Utah favored, and I did actually look at taking them in this game. I was hoping that with the buzz around this USC team, we'd still get some points uh, even at home for Utah. Um, I think this number is pretty right on for the spread. For the total, to be honest, I think you're right. I think this is a more physical game. I think we've seen that USC's offense was 
not as good as it appeared. I think what they were benefiting from the consistent good field position, they were benefiting from um, pick sixes. <laughs> yeah, like they were they were benefiting from things that were not um, offense versus defense. And I, I think that this is a a tougher matchup for them and a matchup where Utah is probably going to try and control pace and limit possessions. So I really like uh, the game. I think I like your side. I think this could very easily be like 28-24 kind of game. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably more reasonable than expecting this one to be two teams in the 30s. So, yeah, I, I like it. As for the football side of this, God, I, I mean, if there's a coach I trust to not have a team quit on him, it's it's Kyle Whittingham. Absolutely. I, I don't see a path to this team giving up. Um, so I, I do think they're going to go out there and they are going to look for, a, I mean, embrace the spoiler role. Embrace the let's take down all the hype. Let's. Um, oh, and if and if you beat if you beat USC, you're right back in the hunt. I mean, you're yeah. Right I mean, back they there. they've the only got, they've got two losses, but only one of them is conference. If we're being completely honest, the Pac-12 has not really been relevant to the playoff for such a long time that it actually does mean that to these teams, a Pac-12 championship is sort of the culmination of their seasons. It is a real award for a lot of these teams, and I I think you're not going to have a difficult time motivating these Utah players to get up for a, a PAC 12 championship still. And maybe if they feel like that USC, I mean that UCLA game was fluky, get another shot at UCLA. Um, yeah. And if I, uh, if I had to bet this game, I would actually probably, and I know the juice is disgusting. I would probably, if I was forced to bet like something, I would do money line <laughs> Utah, <laughs> but um, but it's minus 170, so there's no way that's going to actually happen. But I do no. think Utah wins this game is what I'm trying to say. I have this as a pure pass game Yeah, for my, yep. my I like numbers. The under. I like the under. So um, I've got one unit on that, and uh, like I said, a half unit on the over in the Texas-Iowa State game. So uh, let's, hit, let's hit it back to you. What's uh, what's another game? Oh, you have the – you've already given your multi-unit play, so uh, where, where else do you I'm, go? Yeah, I'm, now I'm down to single units. Let's see what you've got. I see one two-unit – I see two two-unit plays on your board. Yeah, two games. So, again, I, I, I've got a lighter card, which means I've got some multi-unit plays. And uh, I already talked about this one uh, from the get. Uh, CU is 0-5 against the spread. Um, they actually – their closest game, not the average margin of defeat, is not 23 points. Their closest game was a 23-point uh, loss, 43-20, uh, to 20, to Arizona on October 1st. That's their closest game. Uh, if you're giving me uh, – it's only minus 14.5 for Cal. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and jump all over that. So Cal, minus 14.5. CU is a very, very bad team. Even including their non-con, they only average 13 points a game. Um, I'm not bad. I'm not very good at math, so I'm not even going to try. But it doesn't require a whole lot for uh, for uh, Cal to uh, to get moving. Wait, you say they average 13 points a game? See, twenty eight. What? Said they average 13 points a game. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they they need 28 to to cover that number. So yeah. 
it's that's not a big number. I I, I do like your spot here. And betting and against it, Colorado is just easy. Feels like easy money. And Colorado, I mean, they they don't score. <laughs> I mean, they just don't put up points. So yeah, um, I'm all over this one. Two units on Cal. You know what? I support it. I can't find it on my sheet for some reason, but I do support it. No, really, where is it? <laughs> um, yeah. And then go your other tune at one, and then we can roll. Or do you yeah. want me to hit? Oh uh, yeah, let me uh, let me just hit my other double, uh, my two unit play. Uh, I think Clemson is a superior team to uh, Florida State. I was shocked at the number, which always uh, gives me a little pause, makes me a little nervous. Um, but the crazy thing um, is that people keep wanting. Uh, People keep wanting Clemson to like pick it up and be better. They win, they're winning, um, like on average, they, like they score forty-one points a game on average. They give up twenty-one points a game on average. I don't, how is that possible? Because I've heard DJU is trash, and we should oh, never yeah. have even watched him play football. Right, Clemson's overrated. There's no way they're going to be able to do a goddamn thing. Yet, um, they keep winning, and the total has gone over in five of Clemson's uh, last uh, six against like in the ACC. So um, we're, we're going to ride this train and we're going to enjoy it. Um, I just think Florida state's okay. I think Clemson's uh, to your point, maybe they're not the number four team in the country, but they're a top eight team in the country. Um, they're getting some, they're getting some defensive linemen back. Uh, Breezy and I forget the other guy's name, um, which is a shame. He played, uh, he played uh, a little bit last week, not a whole lot. Um, so but, I, I just have to point out, I really appreciate you saying eight. You have not looked at my power rating this week. Have you? No, they are exactly they, eight. There we go. There we go. Um, yeah. So, uh, Clemson minus three and a half. It just seems like far too, uh, short a number. So I'm with you on that one. I, I have that game. It should have been closer to a touchdown. So I am a little bit surprised at how low that is. So I do like that play for you. Nice. All right. Um, I love James Madison. Yes. They might be my favorite. They might honestly be. They are my non-Ohio State team of the year. The team that I am going to be uh, betting as much as I possibly can this year. Um, and I'm going to find creative spots. I don't want to lay double digits with them, though. But I do want to bet on their defense. And while I think Georgia Southern is a fun offense, they've actually spread the ball out a fair bit. Um, Clay Helton has seemingly been a pretty strong hire for them. I don't think this game is going to be a super high scoring affair. Um, James Madison's defense is really good. The only team they've really struggled with on defense was Appalachian state. And to be honest, that game did not get to 67. Um, I don't see this one getting all the way that high. That number feels 10 points too high to me. So give me give me James Madison and Georgia Southern under 67. That one's sort of brand for me. Yeah, I like it. I mean, a team you're you're all about and then selecting an under. I mean, it's 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 very on brand for you. It's a sun, it's a Sunbelt under. Tell me that is not brand. <laughs> it is. My I'll I'll stick on brand cuz I I went pretty off brand with half my picks this week. Um but I'm going to go go ahead and grab a road favorite cuz that's my brand. And uh, I want those. I want those Tar Heels to roll. <laughs> roll, Duke. Duke pissed me off last week. I had them against Georgia Tech, 
and they came back, stormed back. They were down, uh, came back, forced overtime, and then just laid a fucking egg. Um, it was tragic. Uh, so uh, Duke's not all that good. Uh, they're also missing their their number one wide receiver. Uh, UNC, I mean, y'all have heard me talk about um, how much I love Drake May, um, and he is uh, fantastic. Uh, Duke are three and nine against the spread in their last 12 games. Um, they're two and four like Mel, maybe some buzz around Duke. They're going to have the, the stadium sold out. There's rumors that's going to happen. Uh, it's going to be a big game. Like even at home, Duke is two and four ATS. Um, I think UNC, uh, takes, takes care of business here. Um, I feel very confident about this one. So, uh, I, where am I, what am I, I doing? I, I mean, I'm with you, sort of. I think UNC's firepower is a little bit too much for Duke. I do think Duke will probably keep this game close for a lot of it because they're they're not going to play super fast. I don't I don't see that as their game. Um, I think they'll be able to score on North Carolina because North Carolina is among the worst defenses in the country. Right. But I I don't think this will be. They probably have to score damn near every possession in order to keep this one within a touchdown. Because I don't was, know that if it was seven and a hook, I'd be pretty nervous about it just because uh the backdoor cover would scare me just because of that bad defense. But I don't think UNC is gonna let off the gas until they're up comfortably. And then you I think Duke can make it like an eight point game, nine point game yeah. uh towards the end. So um in the, I like in the I'm, not doing any lines. I'm not doing any alt lines on this no. one, but I like six and yeah. a half. In the interest of full disclosure, I think I have Duke as an outright favorite, but I would not ever bet that one because I think that this is a styles make matchups kind of fight and it doesn't play out well for Duke most of the time. Um, I want, so I actually, I'm stealing this from another podcast I listen to and it's, you know, super unique content, even from them before we get to our DFS picks. Um, just, well, I just want to have a quick discussion and Drake May is what spurred this thought. Okay. Think about who your top five quarterbacks are for this year so far. Um, and we can, before we get into DFS, let's, uh, let's talk about that. You can leave all this in because I, this is what I do. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't assume we were pausing. Let's go. Yeah. Who are my five best um, quarterbacks or are you going to tell me the five best quarterback? No, I, I, I will say my five and you can say your five. Okay. But I'm just curious where, where you're at on this. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. I don't care that they lost. I understand that they also lost Jalen Daniels for the year. I don't believe in this Oklahoma team at all. And I'm not sure why they're nine point favorites at Kansas or hosting Kansas. Jason Bean is a pretty quality quarterback. He's a transfer from, I believe, North Texas. Um, I don't think Kansas is going to hold Oklahoma to zero. I also don't think Kansas is going to win this game. But I also think that Kansas is going to play every single team in the Big 12 tough this year. And Oklahoma, I mean, how close is Oklahoma to straight up quitting on this season? I have no idea. I have no idea. But it, this, I think this game will be very telling for the way that we should be um, betting Oklahoma for the rest of the year. Cause if they come out flat again at home, at home in a game that they're supposed to win comfortably, I, I think this is a quit candidate team. So give me Kansas plus nine and I'll be honest with you. Don't bet this right now. I bet you this number goes up. I bet you it crosses 10. 
Um, but I'm going to take it at nine right now because I have to record a podcast right now. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, I'm, I'm going with that one. I'll, uh, I'll give you, do I can give you whatever line it is on, uh, on no. kickoff. <laughs> no, I wanted it. I wanted it nine. That's how we do this. Yeah. I got right. nine. Yeah. I, um, I'll be curious to see what happens in this game. It'll be, it's an interesting game to me for that very reason. Like, uh, I'm curious how Kansas bounces back after a, uh, a loss and a loss of a really exciting quarterback. Yes. Bean looked good and he has experience, but, um, what will it look like against, I mean, Oklahoma is such a trash defense, so it's probably going to be fine, but I'm curious if Oklahoma can bounce back, uh, play for some pride and, uh, and get going. That'll be interesting. What pride? Well, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see for sure. Like, um, definitely, uh, a they're a team that's chant is boomer, which is now an insult nationally. So what did you, pride? did you see that article about how um, like 20 year olds find the thumbs up emoji triggering and offensive? Um, no, I just saw it. Uh, pull us, uh, uh, not pull us, uh, the Solus report, uh, our buddy, he was, he was tweeting about it as well. I had just read the article. It's like, it's like, apparently it's also like something only old people do. It's like, okay, well, I, I, I already knew I was old. Uh, and now I know that I'm also offending 20 somethings at work. So I don't feel like I use that one, but also that's weird. I'm okay yeah. with it though. If I insult, if I offend some people because of that, I won't yeah, feel that bad. thumbs up. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going to go with another, uh, road favorite. I want Mississippi state minus four. I actually bet this early in the week at minus six and a half. So now I'm betting it again at minus four and, uh, I'll use the minus four for the podcast because that's better. Um, and that's what's available now. I think Kentucky's not a good team. I don't care if it's Will Levis or someone else. Uh, Will Levis coming back could make this more competitive, but he's also pretty banged up, and I don't think um, I don't think he's going to be able to do a whole lot. I think Mississippi State rolls in this one. This is one that I will probably also bet. Alt- I, I, I'm probably going to go alt line as well, just personally, but didn't want that for the show. So Mississippi State minus four. Leach has them operating well. They looked really, really good last week. Um, they're even like running the ball at times uh, effectively. So. I think they've got two really good running backs, and Will Rogers uh, looks fantastic. And I mean, I almost put him in a couple DFS lineups last week, last minute, and I was like, nah, no, I just kind of want to see what happens. And man, I regretted not putting him in there. He was just fantastic. He's a pretty quality quarterback. I'm actually kind of annoyed that Mike Leach is doing well, considering that when they hired him, I called him a garbage coach like 300 <laughs> times. So that's, that's really hurting me. Um, all right, I got. I still have five plays on my board. Let's hit two. How of them much right do you here. have left? I've I've got three left. Okay, so let's let's do my two single unit plays I have left. I've got Western Kentucky minus seven and a half at Middle Tennessee State. My numbers have this game like four points higher than this. I I think this number's a little bit low. I don't think Middle Tennessee State's any good, and I think uh, Western Kentucky is sort of like good. Yeah, I think awesome. they're actually good again. Austin yeah, Reed's been really good. I like Daywood Davis. Um, he's a really fantastic wide receiver. I think they're a fun team. Yeah. I, I think they are, they're not what they were last year. They, this isn't the zappy um, to Jareth Stern show, but it's it's they've got a number of good wide receivers. They've got a, a quarterback that is capable, and they are going to make it difficult for a Middle Tennessee State team to keep up. Who, um, who had Bailey Zappi being the first rookie quarterback to get a win in the NFL? <laughs> oh, did you see my Twitter at all this weekend? Uh-uh. Okay, so I haven't been Sunday on Twitter morning. in months. <laughs> okay, so I got on 
Um, That's a lie, yeah. by the way. But I got on Sunday morning and I said, pretty much everyone's rooting for Bailey Zappi to kill it in these games and take Mac Jones' job, right? Mind you, I'm saying this because I like Bailey Zappi. I don't care what happens. I don't, I'm not a Patriots fan. I, I don't dislike Mac Jones even. I don't think Mac Jones is bad. I had him ranked as the third best quarterback in his class. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Patriots Twitter. They're wow. Angry. Angry. Guys, they they came at me. Um, There's a lot and of I, hurt just, over there after losing Tom yeah, Brady. But can we just point something out? Like, how weird is the mindset that they could possibly find a quarterback in the fourth round who outperforms a highly regarded quarterback right. on their they roster. Just had that happen. They got an injury yeah. and they had to come into a game. Like I, I me introduce I you to it. Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> like, like I, I just feel like they have such a a lot of like. I feel like a lot of them weren't around in two thousand one when that happened, and they think Drew Bledsoe was this garbage quarterback. Nah, Drew Bledsoe was really good. Yeah, and I Tom love, Brady took him. his job. I love and Drew. Bailey Zappi was pretty objectively the most fun quarterback in college football last year. He, didn't he break the record for most touchdown passes in his season? He had nearly six thousand yards and over fifty touch, or I think, yeah, fifty touch. Like it was absurd. Someone tried to tell respond back. They clapped back at me, and they were like, "Yeah, Bryce Young. I mean, uh, but Mac Jones was better at during his final. They don't even compare. I'm like." Boy, go look at some stats because Bailey Zappi had fifteen hundred more yards. Yeah, like yeah, he had fifteen hundred more yards and like fifteen more touchdowns. I understand what you're saying, but let's not lie to make a point. <laughs> right. So whatever. My second pick on this one, uh, on my two picks, uh, because as usual, tangent. Uh, my second one is Coastal Carolina, minus 12 at ODU. Undefeated, I think undefeated Coastal. You have their team total, their team win total over. It's looking good for you. Yes. Well, you got that one on your slate too, didn't you? I copied I you on you. that one. I was like, oh, yeah. Well, like yeah. That. Well, that, and we both stole that from Travis. <laughs> right. um, um, Coastal's still very good. They're not, they're really not the elite team they were uh, in recent years, but. They're also not going to trip up in a lot of games. I think Jamie Chadwell is coaching for a new opportunity. I think if he does well, he's going to be another one of those big name guys that's on the market for a lot of these power five jobs. I really hope he doesn't take Georgia tech. Nebraska. Seriously. I just like Nebraska. If Leipold wants to stay there, if he goes to Wisconsin, Chadwell makes a lot of sense because I think Leipold stays in Kansas another year. That's just me though. I think his agent is getting him a raise no matter what. Absolutely. And well-deserved. Well-deserved. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I got Coastal minus 12 here at Old, or against Old Dominion. It's at home. I, you you got to pay probably, honestly, minus 12 is the best number I could find. And even that, I'm paying minus 115 juice on it. Um, I think they're going to win this game by at least two touchdowns. I had it, I think, near like 16 or 17 was my number on it. Um, yeah, give me, give me Coastal to cover 12 points. So that's God. I have multiple double digit favorites. Who are you? Who am I? And I've got unders. <laughs> Don't worry. I've got an, I've got an over coming up. We've got, it's the bizarre world. I'm going to give you an under right here. Uh, the pen, the, the, the under has hit in 12 of Penn state's last 18 games. The under has hit in six of Michigan's last seven games. 
I want the under in this big time matchup between uh, Penn State and Michigan. Um, I do. I, I don't think many points are scored at all. I think both teams are going to play it very close to the vest, uh, similar to what I was talking about in that Utah game. I think both teams are looking at one thing and one thing only. They don't care about style points. They just want to get in, get out, get the W. And uh, I think because of that, I mean, we've already seen uh, Michigan just rely on Blake Corum. I think Blake Corum struggles a bit. I think you'll get the volume that you want maybe for DFS. I'm not actually playing him this week anywhere uh, because I think Penn State's rush defense is really, really, really good. I think both teams uh, play it close and under 52. uh, Big 10, baby. Let's go some unders unless it's Ohio State. Uh, So, yeah, under 52. I bet they're unders earlier this year. I was surprised that you weren't on this one, actually. This felt like a Matt special. I'll be honest with you. I appreciate it. I uh, I probably would have been had I not rushed my like last three picks on the board, <laughs> um, and yeah. I took a little bit extra time on this one. I do. I like your spot. I, I think it's good. Quick, who do you think's winning this game? I think Michigan barely. Um, I w- if I had to, if I was betting the the line, I would take Penn State plus seven. You know, um, but I think Michigan probably squeaks it out. So, I Mainly think I'm they're with at you. home. They're at home. Yeah. So, I think I'm with you on both counts. I think that Michigan probably wins, and I think Penn State has it close. 21 17. 21 17. My numbers, however, don't love Penn State yet. Yeah. Um, and I had. I have Michigan by 14 and a half. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I'm sorry, Jordan. I know earlier, Jordan Hoover, former co-host of the show. Yes. Um, I told you I loved your play at, uh, I believe you had it at seven and a half. I hadn't actually updated my numbers yet. I thought I was going to love it more. Yeah. I think there's a chance Penn State outrights them. I also think that there's a chance that Michigan, this is the game where Michigan looks like dominant. Um I mean, against a meaningful opponent. Yeah, so. we haven't seen that yet. So no, they but that against mean any it team with a pulse, they've been bad. It doesn't mean it can't happen. I I just wouldn't bet on it happening, and you're not either. So, um, no. Yeah. All right. You want to hit one more of yours, and then I'll. Uh, I'm, I'm adjusting something. I'm going to have two more plays. Um, okay. Well, I'll go with. So I'm writing up uh, this week. The two articles I'm writing up are UTSA against Florida International on Friday night because I saw that game sitting out there and I was like, you let me get to bet on one of the worst like three teams in the country? Absolutely. I will be jumping all over writing on that game. Um, You're so weird. I love it. UTSA basically has an offensive edge everywhere and they have a defensive edge everywhere. And this is why when I saw 33 and a half, I was like, why couldn't this be 28 and a half? Yeah. Because I would have taken them. 33 and a half just made me feel a little bit queasy. And then I was like, well, let me play the total on it. And it's like 63. I was like, ugh, that's a little bit gross. But man, it's really funny. These are actually the 14th and 15th fastest teams in the country, or 13th and 14th. They play at an average of like 22.8 and 22.9 seconds per play. Like they play it, both of these teams play at like an absurd pace on offense. So I don't think scoring will be an issue at this one. I just don't know 
My problem is I really don't want to bet on FIU having to score points. So on this one, I'm going with the UTSA Roadrunners to go over 48.5 points in this game because I don't think Florida International is going to get a single stop in this game. And I think the Roadrunners are going to lean on um, short passing game because it is going to be fairly windy there. Um, I I think they're going to win this game on short passing and the inability of FIU to uh, close out plays. So give me the UTSA Roadrunners over 48.5. Have you Um, ever taken a team to score over 48.5 points? No. No, I have not. Like I, pers- want, I, I know not on the podcast, but even personally, have you ever made no. this outrageous of an offensive bet? I think I might have done it with like if it was Ohio State against somebody mm. like in Arkansas State or something. But no, no, I have not. I love it. Uh, the other one I'm writing up right now is Miami of Ohio uh, at Bowling Green. Um, I'm a little uneasy with this one because Miami's offense is also really not good, but their defense is spectacular. They are, I think, number two overall in the country in havoc rate generated. They're top 10 in defensive success rate allowed. And they basically stop the run game altogether. So I'm going to put a half unit down on Miami to cover minus six and a half in this one. Like I said, I'm a little bit uneasy because Brett Gabbert isn't playing for Miami still. So you're going to have to rely on them moving the ball on the ground. But I think it'll be a fairly low scoring game. And I think that that low scoring game is going to favor the team that is going to generate good field position by creating turnovers. And um, yeah. Nice. Um, you still have a half unit left, right? I do have a half unit play left That's, and it's I'd on like to I'd like to save that for the very end because it will transition nicely into DFS for me. Um, okay. So um, I am on the over in Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Kansas. Uh, I should have brought this up when you were talking about the game. Uh, I do think both teams are able to score in this. I just forgot. Uh, I forgot that I had a play on this game. Uh, But I like the over 62 um, in this one. I think that number is too low. I think both teams get up and score. Kansas will be able to um, move the ball against that wretched defense. And I think uh, Oklahoma gets Dylan Gabriel back, and they're able to put up some points. So uh, that's where I'm leaning on that one. And then um, my two other that so I have a half unit on that, and then I have a, a 0.8 units on uh, the Bama Tennessee under sixty five. I hate you. And a half point eight because I have to think now. You don't have to think the ma- the ma- the computer does all the math. I know I I set the I set a really nice formula up. Yeah, it's beautiful. So it was just quicker than 0.75. That's two digits. This is one. That's so, fine. Um, I again I just I don't. I don't know if Milrow is playing QB or Bryce Young. Regardless, I think Alabama is going to rely on the run game. Uh, I think we'll see a lot of Jameer Gibbs in this one. Um, I do think Tennessee continues to do Tennessee things, but it is harder opposition. And if Will Anderson is able to get uh, get loose, I think uh, it could be a problem for Tennessee. So I think they try to uh, kind of neutralize him and a, an aggressive uh, pass rush. Uh, by you know, like the the screen games, run game, run run plays, quick passes. Uh, I don't think we see quite as much to the vertical game that we we are accustomed to with Hendon Hooker. Um, it'll take the shots, sure, but uh, I think sixty five and a half is too big a number. Then I also just want a little uh, just a little fairy dust on uh, Tennessee money line. So putting point two on Tennessee money line. I think I think if it's uh, if uh, Bryce Young is unable to go, I think Tennessee wins this game. 
uh, even with Bryce Young, um, it could be uh, it could be a, a pretty tough uh, test for this Alabama team who has looked um, not the Alabama that we've maybe seen in the past. Like they've looked a little bit um, rough at times. I mean, Texas A&M almost beat them last week, but weren't for an absolutely horrific play call. I agree with you, Johnny Menzel. Um, so yeah, uh, point two on Tennessee money line. Um, and then I want uh, the under 65.6. You have one more play. I do have one more play. My I mean, one you more can, play? you can also tell me I'm wrong about putting money on Tennessee, but no, you're fine. I, I'll be honest. I think if Tennessee comes out and plays like they did last week and Alabama comes out at 80% of what this Alabama team can do, um, or I should say 80% of whatever Alabama ceiling is, I think Tennessee can beat them outright. So I, I'm, I'm fine with that play. I do think Plus it's very reasonable. Plus I, and I'll say this. I, we've talked about this a few times, but – I genuinely believe that there are the Heisman is a two horse race right now. Um, now that that doesn't mean it won't change. If Quinn Ewers goes ballistic the rest of the DTR, year, and puts some video baby. Games, DTR could, um, but it's Hendon Hooker. Yeah, it's if UCLA Sharman, rolls, Hooker. if UCLA rolls the Pac-12 uh, and gets into the playoff, do you want me to ruin your day and tell you that a Pac-12 te- team isn't going to win unless it's USC win the Heisman? Because it's probably true. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I would. Nash, I'm not betting. I'm not betting against yeah. that. So, yeah, it's, I just think I, it, it's, it could be fun. I am. I'm with you. I think DTR should be getting consideration, and that may come up when we discuss our top five quarterbacks. Um, I think that, yeah, Hendon Hooker, if they manage to pull off uh, an SEC championship appearance, he has a real shot shot to beat CJ Stroud, no matter what. Yeah. Um. So that's it. Um, my last game, and you're a fan of this one. Um, I don't know if you're a fan of my specific play, but I've got Ohio minus one hundred five or one point five against uh, Western Michigan at at Western Michigan. I did this last week with Eastern. I really don't think this Western team's very good. Um, I don't love Ohio. They're really not a great team, but I think that they're going to be able to move the ball kind of at will against a Western Michigan defense that is bad. It's just bad. Maybe the over is the play in this one, but you know what? I wanted a road favorite. I'm trying to embrace. Yes. No, I'm kidding. I I normally hate this play, but I really do like them. Minus one and a half. I think they're going to win the game comfortably, comfortably by at least three. So give me, give me Ohio. This number, I actually think at the beginning of the week opened up with Western as a favorite and it's moved a lot. So yeah, I'm a little unhappy that I have to bet this one as a, I'm, I now have a favorite rather than I had it as a dog early in the week. Yeah. Oh, that, that happens. I uh, no. the reason I wanted you to talk about this one last is um, I asked you a few questions about this Western Michigan defense because I saw this game on the DFS slate and got super, super excited because um, I think there's a lot of fun ways to attack this one. Um, we'll go into that in just a little bit, but uh, before we break down our DFS, you want to give uh, a quick recap of your plays for the week? Yeah, yeah. give me a sec. Uh, I have Texas minus 16 and a half uh, against Iowa State for two units. I've got one unit on the Texas and Iowa State over 49. I've got a unit and a half on Washington State plus three and a half at Oregon State. I've got 
one unit on James Madison and Georgia Southern under 67, one unit on Kansas plus nine at Oklahoma, half a unit on Ohio minus one and a half at Western Michigan, half a unit on UTSA team total over 48 and a half against those Florida International Panthers. Um, I've got one unit on Western Kentucky minus seven and a half at MTSU. I've got half a unit on Miami of Ohio minus six and a half at Bowling Green. And I've got one unit on uh, Coastal Carolina minus 12 against Old Dominion. I love it. All right. I've got Cal minus. I do. I do. I love them all. They're all winners. (laughs) Um, actually, the only one I'm nervous about for you is that 40 over 48 and a half. Woof. Uh, that's a big number. Um, I, uh, so I've got two units on Cal minus 14 and a half at Colorado. I've got two units at Clemson minus three and a half at FSU. I've got one unit on UNC minus six and a half at Duke and one unit on Mississippi state minus four at UK. Uh, so those are all my road favorites. Um, then I've got uh, a unit on the USC Utah under 52, a unit on the Penn State Michigan, sorry, under 65. Penn State Michigan is under 52. I'm on the under in the Bama Tennessee game at 65 and a half. I want the over in Oklahoma, Kansas, the over in Texas, Iowa, and I want to just get a little action 0.2 units on Tennessee money line at plus 240. All right, that was uh, probably less helpful than I was hoping. Um, but, uh, you can just back, like hit the rewind button 30 seconds and play it at half speed and you'll be fine. In the meantime. D F S. It's that time of the show. We get to jump. Also, we're going to immediate interruption and say, let's do our top five quarterbacks. Yeah. You didn't even think about it. I'll go, I'll roll mine out first and give you a chance to think about it. Um, because I, I think, um, I think there's a guy out there that probably is a top five quarterback that doesn't necessarily immediately get, uh, the love that he shouldn't. It's because his team isn't very good. Um, and it's Drake may, he would be my fifth quarterback, uh, for this year right now. I've got number four on my list is Dorian Thompson Robinson. I think he's, he's putting together really everything you could want from him in this offense. He is riding, Zach Charbonnet a little bit um, just because why wouldn't you? He's playing fantastic um, and the offense is, is really built for him. Number three, and this is this is one where he, he doesn't have a big sample size, but I don't care. It's Quinn Ewers. Uh, Quinn Ewers has been, when he's on the field, he looks like he might be the best quarterback in the country at times. He still has some issues with his footwork's really pr- ugly. It's really, really ugly. Uh, don't let anybody let – like kind of let you ignore the fact that his footwork still is not pretty, but he can't throw a, a mean pass to wherever he wants. Number two, number two and one are obvious. Number two is Hendon Hooker. Number one is CJ Stroud. Um, Hendon Hooker is going to put up video game numbers in this offense. CJ Stroud is going to put up video game numbers in his offense. And I think CJ Stroud is um, just head and shoulders, the best quarterback in the country. The, um, I, I, there are some obvious names I'm leaving off this list. Um, Bryce Young, but Bryce Young's the big, big one. I think you could make a case. Um, what, what do you have, Sam Hartman, for Wake Forest? I Sam Hartman would be—he was a guy really I considered. Um, I also considered. Um, goodness, why can't I think of his name? I considered Max Duggan for um, TCU, and honestly, for TCU, he's been he's been strong. TCU it, at one point was the second most efficient offense in the country. Um, 
behind Ohio State on yards per play. I there I, I think that's the case those guys. So I, and then man, I wish Washington hadn't fallen off because it really was fun watching Michael Penix have kind of a resurgence. Mm-hmm. So yeah, who would be your five? I don't I don't know. Um, I don't really. I don't trust Stroud my Hooker or one two because yes, I would have Bryce Young in my top five. Um, yep, I like I I like Drake May as we all know, but apparently you're higher on him than I am. Um, For this year, right now, I think he's playing. Just he's he, the only reason that team. Yeah. I mean, I love him. I love close. him. Um, and Dorian Thompson Robinson, I think, is also a, a really fun person, like a fun name to throw out there. Um, Oh my, my mind is going blank uh, right now. Let's let's take a quick peek at the. Uh... Well, let me just read off some Drake May stats for people who think I'm insane, and you probably should. Um, he's completing sixty nine point four percent of his passes right now. For he has nineteen hundred and three yards. His adjusted yards per attempt is eight or is eleven point three, and he has twenty one touchdowns to just three interceptions. Um, as a runner. He is he has 308 rushing yards and three touchdowns. I think you're looking at a guy who is. I mean, I still wish Sam Howell had gotten drafted early. And I'm I'm telling I have some friends of the Washington football team, the Commanders, um, that they have their quarterback of the future on their roster in Sam Howell. I think Drake May is going to look like a better version of Sam Howell when it's all said and done. Okay. Um, Do you have a fourth? A, I was trying to. I was trying to vamp I know. for you. I, I, I'm. I, I was trying to Just look up. Quinn. I was lo- trying to look up Heisman odds to see some names on there that that might uh, be appealing to me. Um, Will Rogers. I mean, I I think I think Spencer Sanders is playing super super well at the moment. Um, I don't know if that's a. I, I might be a bit of a reach, but but he looks good. Um, he's. Been playing really well. DJ U's go with your better. boy. Go with your boy Garrett Trader. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Bo Nix. <laughs> uh, you could say Bo Nix. I mean, he's playing I well, but no. <laughs> he's playing well, but no. Um, All right. Well, I I kind of threw you that one way. I would, late. No, I I I I would put Caleb Williams in my top five. I think that's reasonable. I think Caleb Williams and Bryce Young are the two names that, if you looked at my list, you would say you're missing something, but. I but, this but was I me having like, an attempt to say Drake May is amazing. Yeah, and I and I and I agree. I love Drake May and uh minus six and a half against Duke just feels good. All right, now Thanks. let's uh let's go ahead and um let's hit You're gonna do it DFS. again? No. Okay. Let's just hit it. Um where uh where are you where are you wanting to uh Kind of go I like that at, you think that I have anything when you know my internet or, has been trash. Oh, yeah. uh, um, so I'm gonna. I will be going along with you, and I will look at stuff. But I will tell you, everyone, right now. Normally, I am doing this on the fly. This time, I'm doing it on the fly off of my cell phone. Which okay. <laughs> <laughs> full disclosure. Uh, no. Uh, so I I love uh, Max Duggan this week. He is eight thousand. His price does slowly creep up but this is the one that is the free space you're gonna lose your mind when you hear that quinn ewers is only 5700 on DraftKings. yeah i mean don't overthink it no i mean mean, if he's not in your cash lineup uh why why are you putting in a cash lineup right yeah 
at the at that price. And then um those yeah, those are my my two favorite quarterback plays. Um and, and part of it is because like I don't really want to spend all the way up for um Bryce Young or Dylan Gabriel when I don't know like Bryce Young is nine thousand five hundred, Dylan Gabriel nine thousand. I don't know if they're playing. I don't want to create a lineup with that much money allocated to someone that I have to swap last minute and then try to rebuild a lineup. So for the sake of the podcast, I I'm just avoiding it. Um, if I wasn't traveling, um, I would probably actually, I think you can do DFS in uh, New Mexico. So I probably will throw if a couple you, of I will say this. lineups. So here's a hack for everyone who uh, does college football DFS uh, either by they have it in one state and they're going to somewhere else. All you have to do is do the reserve your lineup. So go and spend the money in whatever state it is legal. They will accept your money. You can adjust your lineups in states where it is um, not that, and it will not mess you up. I have done that. I work in Kentucky. I used to do, I would go uh, in the mornings, I would go drop a whole bunch of reservation spots in there, get my lineup squared away when I had some time to sit down and do it at a laptop and then could adjust them on the fly. So for anyone who lives in a state like nearby or it, like you're doing, you're traveling, you do have the option. Just get your lineups in and reserved. That's awesome. DraftKings um, may not like me saying that, but right. they're not they don't listen to me. They don't uh, listen to me. Peyton Thorne is more expensive than Quinn Ewers this week. I'm just saying. Um, Can I get gross with you real quick? Sure. What's the worst pass defense in the country? The worst pass defense in the country? I don't even know. It's not actually, but what's the team that we joke is like among the worst pass defenses in the country? I'll give you a hint. Ohio State just played them. I don't remember it's who Michigan Ohio State. State. Oh, Michigan yes. State. Yeah. Um, Graham Mertz is fifty three hundred. Yeah, I thought about him too, but that just feels that feels just gain. saying. I mean, I would. I mean, not want. for cash. For not for cash. No, that's a that's a uh, GPP. Try and spend up elsewhere, kind of one. Yeah. Um, another quarterback um, I like a little bit kind of off the radar, but you mentioned it. We've talked about it. We teased it up. Um, Western Michigan is a really bad defensive unit. Um, I had you send over some of the advanced uh, stats because I couldn't figure it out. Um, but but Curtis Rourke um, is averaging 27.9 points a game. He's coming off back-to-back um, just absolute um, – like he's been he's been amazing is what i'm trying to say uh 51 points 24 points 35 points in his last three matchups and uh yeah this western michigan team is uh is hashtag uh bad on defense so um i i like him and he's only 6200 so if you want to like for example throw rourke and ewers in a lineup uh you're talking about less than twelve thousand dollars allocated to your quarterback and you're able to spend up um in a lot of other places unfortunately um there's not a lot of great places to spend up at wide receiver. Um, so you might want to do that at running back. Um, some running backs I really like this week. Uh, I like the Ohio running back, say Bangura. Uh, he's only 5,500. Um, his last uh, two games, he's got uh, 40, 40 touches for 244 yards and five touchdowns. Um, I think um, I think Ohio puts up a bunch of points uh, this weekend. So uh, Bangura at 5'5 is someone that I like a lot. Henry Parrish is super cheap. Uh, we saw Miami's deep, uh, offense get rolling a little bit last week. Uh, Parrish has been the most productive uh, running back on the uh, 
on the Miami Hurricanes, and they're playing Virginia Tech, who just gave up 320 yards and six touchdowns to Abaconda. So uh, I obviously don't think Parrish is doing that, but I expect uh, Cristobal. I mean, their offensive coordinator over at Miami said we pa- they passed the ball uh, too much last week. So uh, you can kind of uh, feel like maybe they want to establish it this week. So I like Parrish at 4-8, such a good price. And then Raheem Sanders, um, I think it's uh, it's going to be, you know, they're going to want to get back to basics. I mean, KJ Jefferson is coming back, so I think that does help uh, get the the ball in the red zone more frequently. I think having a real threat at quarterback also helps a running back. Uh, so at six thousand five hundred, I'm excited about what Sanders can do. He he looked good last week, uh, even without KJ Jefferson when he was like the entire part of that offense. Um, and BYU is uh, ranked two hundred third in the nation in rush defense, like on fan on uh, DraftKings, um, allowing over one hundred seventy five yards per game. So uh, Raheem Sanders could have an absolute monster day. Uh, what, what are you seeing at running back that's uh, got you interested? I, I also want a lot of uh, Jameer Gibbs at seven thousand nine hundred. Um, I think because like Alabama, I think is really going to try to to run the ball a lot. I think um, I like Devin Neal at fifty seven hundred. Um, I talked about how I thought Kansas was going to keep this game close, and I think one of the ways to do that for them is to control time of possession. Um, while I do think Jason Bean was um, strong in his showing for them, I think this might be a game where they unleash their running um, their running backs. They've got a pair of running backs that are fairly productive. Devin Neal um, is a guy I've liked pretty much since he came out of high school. It's a really good running back. I think this Oklahoma defense is going to allow a fair bit of rushing. Um, we. I hit the drop by accident. Eh, it's all right. Um, I w- I'm with you on Bangura. I think he is one of the stronger options if you're trying to get... Like, you should be trying... The truth is, is like, there are going to be a lot of people who completely fade that Ohio-Western Michigan game because they, they see don't it and know they anyone. don't. Yeah. And so this is a game where if you're a little bit on the... Paying more paying attention side, you might notice this is this is two bad defenses. So you can actually get guys on both sides of the ball. I don't think it's insane um, to get both both teams running backs in the game. I think Sean Tyler is viable. I think Ladarius Jefferson is also um, an option uh, in this spot. I fade anything in Western Michigan's uh, pass attack. It's not good. Stay away from it. Um, if you're getting um, Rourke, play him naked. Don't get it. Um, what about Crooms? I, I kind of like Crooms this week. He's cheap. Like, um, he, I mean, yeah, like you said, Ohio gives up 387 pass yards a game. Um, Western Michigan has lost Sky Moore and Jalen Hall. Uh, they like Crooms is their number one uh, receiver. Now he he's been averaging 15 points a game. He only averages about 61 yards a game, but but he can yeah. rack up receptions. So. Um, I've I've got him in a couple of lineups, not in cash, but I've got him in a, in a, at least one GPP lineup. Um, I just I'm putting this out there. I just said play naked Curtis Rourke. I'm lying. Play Sam Wigglas. Um, and I, this is going to be I I didn't actually he, realize he was doing so well for them. This is a guy who was a former walk on for Ohio State. He transferred um to Ohio this offseason, and I. Through one of my inside sources, I know they were very excited about um, what he could bring to the team. Um, 
and I, I haven't been paying close enough attention. I think if you do play Rourke, Wiggle is it at 5,000 is a strong play in this matchup. Um, <laughs> I actually have that in one of my lineups. <laughs> uh, so my- uh, this is only a thing if you read way too much Ohio State beat reporting. But Sam Wiggles was one of the guys that basically every single game or every single practice made wow plays. He just constantly was impressing, impressing, impressing. But when you're in Ohio State's wide receiver room, how do you get a crack? Right. Like, how do you ever get on the field if you're a walk-on? Because they've got four or five stars who, by the way, are also doing this. But if you're making plays that are making people go wow in that room, you're doing something right. So um, I really like him. <laughs> And I'm be as a like, I I just I like him as a uh, football player. Like I don't even yeah. necessarily know that I like him as like someone who I think is going to be amazing. But I'm going to have a my lineup today is going to have Wiggles and Rourke in it because I want that Mitch or Matt, uh, mix because it is something that in the preseason I said to somebody as a name to keep an eye on, and I didn't, and <laughs> yeah. I'm mad at myself. Yeah, my uh, my lineup number number six has uh, has work and oh Wiggles. six, yeah, and I've also got um, I've also got Crooms in that one just because I want that game to to shoot out um, a little a little back and forth I like action that. there. I do um, like that. I also um, I mean, Jalen Hyatt is someone I'm interested in. Just again, he's he's less than seven k, um, and Tillman's probably going to be out again, so uh, someone to to think about. Xavier Worthy is only five thousand seven hundred, uh, so you could, in theory, uh, get t- two Texas players for five seven each. Um, JT Sanders, who had a, a, a real strong um, performance last week, is also pretty inexpensive. Um, he's only three thousand seven hundred. So um, if you are going to play a lot of Quinn Ewers, um, I recommend kind of rotating some of those guys around. Um, you could even fit both in if you think this game gets gets nutty. Because uh, they're both really cheap, and then you could spend up for a wide receiver. I think like uh, Xavier Hutchinson, who's the uh, highest priced wide receiver on the board. So then it gives you an opportunity again to stack that game uh, and just hope it kind of shoots out like like we see the potential. But but even like Xavier Hutchinson doesn't need the game to shoot out because he is uh, like he doesn't need Iowa State to score a bunch because he's just a target monster. And uh, any passing offense that we see uh, in that game. Will, <laughs> From the Ohio, from Iowa State side is going to come from him, so uh, that's kind of where I'm at as far as uh, wide receivers go. I do. Um, who else do I like? Cam Camper is someone interesting for Indiana. Um, it's a low point total of only like 25 implied uh, team points. I said that weird, um, but Maryland, um, Maryland's been. I think Maryland gets up in this game, um, so I think I, uh, Indiana needs to to uh to throw to uh get back into it he averages seven receptions 90 yards a game uh the only reason he's not smashing is because he's only got one touchdown on the year um and uh i predict cam camper touchdown coming this week against maryland i can support that i'll be honest in looking at the slate the wide receivers are a lot the wide receivers this is I think I think running back is also I genuinely don't like a lot of the slate. I think the the game that I would be like stacking is like that I would probably be circling like I'd have a lot of Maryland components in this game because I think 
But where? Um, like which 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 wide receiver are you going to go with? They're all garbage. Like, see, I think I'm going to go. I'll probably roll with Jones because he's at least getting enough volume that I feel meh about, and his price is not good. I mean, it's not like it's not a ton. Um, I'm I'm with you on Worthy. I already mentioned Sam Wiggles. That's my guy. Um, like this, it's a gross slate. I I think that the spots are pretty limited. Um, not across the board, but like I do I love mean, maybe Johnson at six seven. You've been wait. You've been calling his his breakout for two weeks. You you were a week Johnson, early yeah. on it, but but if you played him last week, uh, you you did well because he had uh, a million receptions for two thousand yards. So mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, I think he's really strong. And he's probably a guy I, I'm going to work to get in. I'm going to have a lot of money left on the board. And I feel weird about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, ugh, yeah, not a lot. I, I think you've kind of listed off all the guys I'm kind of high on. I, a couple other places genu- to save money, not that we're worried about saving money. But Will Mallory, uh, tight end for Miami, had 115 yards on eight receptions last week. He's been a big part of their offense, and and with Xavier Restrepo still out, I think Will Mallory at 3,500 uh, is a good play. And then Cody Epps uh, for BYU uh, with Chase Roberts being out and Puka Nakua and Gunnar Romney uh, still battling injury. They've gotten a little bit more play time, but uh, Cody Epps has stepped up in their absence and uh, has carved out an, a nice role. He's gotten four, five, four, and five receptions in the last four weeks. So uh, another guy with a with a decent floor. And yeah, he's only four thousand one hundred. I wish I had a lot more to input to this one, but as as per usual, I rushed into not uh, my DFS, and I have a uh, doing this on a phone makes it a struggle. Yeah, I hear you. Um, so I think I've I've, I've got a couple of lineups that um, I'm I'm excited about playing. Uh, I will say I do have a lineup. Oh yeah, let's let's hear it. Okay, so the one lineup that I I will, if I remember to do it tomorrow morning, when I get back down to Kentucky, I will. Um, it's Quinn Ewers, because I, I, I genuinely feel like you, you're going to have to. Um, my other quarterback is Curtis Rourke. We already mentioned it. Um, I'm going to go Jameer Gibbs. I think he's going to play a meaningful role in this game for Alabama, um, particularly if Milrose playing, I think they're going to have to lean on the running game. And I think Gibbs is um, really a key piece to them winning this game. I've got Devin Neal against Oklahoma. I've got Ja'Shawn Jones um, against Indiana for Maryland. I've got Xavier Worthy again. I don't love the matchup, but I think this is, it's this, it's, it's a potential like slate breaker. If you have that too stacked, you might see that the top, like, if they do go off, you're going to see, like, the top 100 lineups or something have that stack. Um, Sam Wiggles for Ohio. Quentin Johnston for TCU. Um, although playing against Oklahoma State, I'm a little bit worried. Um, it's not going to be as much of a shootout. They might try and keep that game a little bit slower. And then I, I already mentioned Curtis Rourke. So what's your favorite lineup? Yeah, so I am going to go. Um, just want to make sure that I can fit all these players in. Yes, so I'm going to go Quinn Ewers as my quarterback, and I'm going to all well Quinn Ewers and Spencer Sanders are my quarterbacks. Um, I think Spencer Sanders does have a, a pretty 
a pretty, pretty good game against TCU. Um, and then I'm going with Bangura and Jameer Gibbs as my running backs. And then I am doing a, kind of a fat stack here. I'm going Xavier Worthy and JT Sanders because those two com- those two combined um, is only 11,000. And then with my uh, remaining money, I'm going to go Quinton Johnson, Braden Johnson, and Cam Camper. Um, and uh, I like that lineup a lot. Get those wide receivers in there for those uh, uh, PPR point at DraftKings. Uh, so, yeah, Quinn Ewers and Spencer Sanders, Bengora Gibbs, and then uh, Sanders, Quinton Johnson, Braden Johnson, and uh, – um, sorry, not Cam Camper. I'm going with Xavier Worthy. I said too many players. Um, I'm doing Xavier Worthy, not Cam Camper. And I still have 100 bucks left over to uh, – Oh, my lineup has 2000 left <laughs> over. ridiculous. I told you I don't like this slate. All of my my I have one player over six thousand dollars, or I'm sorry, I have one player over seven thousand dollars. Two players over six. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, you don't want to spend up at um no quarterback and get someone a little better. I mean, then, Curtis Rourke in that Rourke. game is going to go off. Yeah. Cool. Well, there you have it. Four I love touchdown it. game for Wigglers. Four touchdown. Oh. I love it. Let's go. Slate Let's break. go. Uh, any final words for our listeners before we uh, get on out of here? No. All right. There you, there you have it. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back with you uh, next week uh, after we cash all these winners. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.